Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. We hope today's message encourages, inspires, and empowers you to follow after Jesus like never before. Before we get into today's teaching, I want to invite you to join us live at one of our services at any of our three campuses in West Virginia, or join us as we stream live online. For more information or to save your seat at one of our services, visit our website, iheartchurch.online. Now let's check out today's message. All right. Morning, Mark. Can you see it? Jonathan, Chris, Somersville. All right. It's good to see everybody. Bryant. Bryant's my friend. Increases my cool points. Um, hey, guys. I wouldn't say that I'm prepared this morning, but it's good to see you guys. Um, Pastor Brandon asked me to speak about a month ago, and he said, just whatever God lays on your heart. And I'm shoot it straight. I've been busy with stuff and things. Feels a little uncomfortable now that we're here. Um, figure we could just maybe talk about, you know, whatever comes up, you know, the Bible. Um, whew. Miscalculated this for sure. Jay, it's good to see you. Uh, all right. So, did anybody bring their Bible? Let's just let's just open it up. Let's get going. Whew. I'm just kidding. Today, I want to talk to you about running on empty when we have nothing to offer and. For just a second, let's take, uh, let's take a moment and honor our pastors. You love Pastor Brandon and Melody, Pastor Q, the team. And let's think about what it would be like on Sunday morning if they showed up that way, just shooting from the hip. We expect that they're on their face, that they are seeking God, and that they have a word from him for us every morning. So um, we, we, we want them to have something to offer. And today, I'm going to talk about what it looks like when we're running on empty in our spiritual gas tank. Um, I was thinking about when I was a, a young police officer, and they sentenced me to McDowell County, or they stationed me in McDowell County. And let me tell you guys, it was like this thing to get gas. Like, you couldn't get gas at a gas station. Um, it would take, like, a literal act of Congress. You had to go to a DOH building to, to, to fill up. And it was like... A process. If you went after hours, you had a uh, you had a key for the very first gate that you came to, and then you had a key for the pump house, and then you had a key for the thing, and you had to turn the thing on, and then you'd go get gas, and then you'd pull your cruiser, in, and then you'd shut the gate back, and then after you do that, you'd go turn the, the the gas on, and then you'd you'd go and you'd make an old receipt, and it was like it was a whole thing, and you had to kind of know where that th these uh, DOH locations were so you could get gas when you needed it. So what we became were experts on exactly how far you could go on a tank, right? I knew when my light came on in a Crown Vic, I had about 30 miles till empty, and multiple times I pulled into the pump on fumes and prayer. Like, I was like, I would leave the Welch office at night, and I'd be like, dude, can I go to Pineville on my way home, or do I need to go deeper into the wilderness to get gas? So I always kind of ran around on an empty tank. Well, you fast forward a few years. I was up here in Raleigh County, and it, it got really easy to get gas. But you know what? I had developed that habit, and I always just kind of ran it all the 
the way down, which is kind of against the way that we're supposed to do things, and I would get super, super low on gas. Well, one day, I was doing some road patrol in the outskirts of Raleigh County, and I saw a car go by, and I was like, ooh, that's the one. And there's just a feeling you have, like, I saw a traffic violation, I'm going to get him. And then when you're turning in the road, if you see someone accelerate, you're like, whoa, this is the one. So you know I'm going to try to stop you, and Tooks off, and, th- and then I'm like a, I'm like a coon dog. I'm like a roo, roo, roo. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> you run, I'll chase you. That's what we do. So I see him going, and I'm seeing, I'm like looking at him through curves, through trees, and I'm gaining on him. Ah, I love it. Still gets the, the going, you know. So I'm seeing him, and I'm like, I'm catching up, and he sees me catching up. And then all of a sudden, I come around a curve, and I see a cloud of like dust at the beginning of a gravel driveway, and I was like, uh oh. This is where he left. So I swoop off the road, and he goes behind a trailer up on a hill, and then I'm right behind him, and then I catch him because that's what I do. I catch him. <laughs> no one ever gets away from me. Eh, that's not necessarily true. But anyway, so I caught him, and I get him under arrest, and he's in the car, and we're kind of on our way back a little bit there, and he's handcuffed in the back seat, and, I, and he's kind of quiet, but then he leans over, and then he sees my gas gauge. He's like, zero miles till empty and he was like shoot I knew I should have kept going this man wasn't gonna catch me this man was gonna run out so he was right because I was running on empty and that's what I want to talk to you all about today but I want to talk about your spiritual gas tank you know when we are connected to the source I believe that there's this constant potential to be filled overflowing, running over. There's as much as you could ever want when it comes to God and his spirit and the good things that he wants to place in our lives. There's as much as you could ever want, and then some, but I believe from time to time, if we aren't careful, we'll, we'll, we'll start getting a little low, and then eventually we are running on fumes. I believe that we have days, weeks, months, that lead to entire seasons where we are just dried out. We are just completely depleted, and we are empty. We'll pray for our food. We'll check the verse of the day on version. We'll come to church when it's not raining, right? We'll attend here and there. But if we're honest, our, just, our, our tanks, the, the line's on E. We're running on empty. Our heart rate monitor, our spiritual heart rate monitor looks like the dramatic scene in a, the end of a movie in a hospital. Like, there's little to no activity. We are barely surviving. And a, a lot of times, I believe that we just start coasting. Well, first off, and most importantly, before we go any further, I want to let you know that it doesn't have to be this way. We can be filled. I want to share a couple truths from God's word. Matthew 5, 6 says this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Let's look at that in the Amplified. Blessed, joyful, nourished by God's goodness are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those who actively seek right standing with God, for they will be completely satisfied. Psalms 107.9 says, for he has satisfied the thirsty soul, and he has filled the hungry soul with what is good. I'm telling you. The only reason that we would ever walk around empty, dried out, and depleted is because we don't go to the source. He said he is ready to satisfy those who are thirsty. He is ready to fill us full and running over if we'll but ask, if we'll make make space for him. 
Let's look at what he told the Samaritan woman at the well. John 4, 7 says, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away to the city to buy food. So the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, though you're a Jew, are asking me for a drink, though I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Jesus replied to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is, and who it is who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. See, this is why our tank doesn't have to run out. This is how we don't have to walk around on empty. On down in verse 13, Jesus answered and said, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I give him shall never be thirsty. But the water that I give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to eternal life. So clearly, it isn't the heart of God that we walk around depleted, but we do. You ever been in a gas station and you'll see someone that, that they'll, they'll go up to the counter and they'll say, give me $5 on pump three. And you're like, whoa, bro, like gas is $3.75 a gallon. Like that's barely going to get you to the next gas station. And then they're like, and a carton of Marlboros. And you're like, oh, gosh, like, I don't want to be a life coach right now, but uh, let's talk about the way that you're diversifying your funds. Like, like, maybe a little more on the gas, you know what I'm saying? But I believe that we do this when it comes to church. I think we'll wander in here on a, on a Sunday and expect one of the pastors to give us $5 on pump four. Like, just sprinkle a little holy water on me until I, so I can make it till next week. This wasn't the design or the heart of God for us. He doesn't want us. We are here really to, to, to get mission prepped. So we don't have to do this, but I believe that we do. And a lot of times, if you've ever been on vacation, I'm sure there's men in here that we'll, we'll, we've been driving and we're watching that gas gauge. And we're like, look here. No one has to potty. No one's going crazy. No one needs to stretch their legs. I'm going to keep going as long as we can possibly go. And you're watching the gas thing like 30 miles to empty. She, she's pointed at Doug. She's like, Doug does this. <laughs> we're watching it 30 miles, 20 miles. And we're like, oh, it's getting a little low, but I think I can make it. The problem is we don't know where the next exit is. We don't know where the next gas station is. And we have no idea what's right around the corner. You don't know if there's going to be an accident, a detour. You don't know if you're going to run into traffic. So we run way too low without having any idea of what is coming right at us. And I believe that that's one of the main most important reasons that we shouldn't walk around empty. We shouldn't run on E. And I've shared with you the truth of God's word that you don't have to. But here is my message in a, in, in a nutshell. If you will remember this, um, we do this. Look at your neighbor and say, we do this. We run on E. And you don't have to. Look at your neighbor and say, we don't have to. And then one more time, this is why it's dangerous. That's what I'm going to explain with the rest of my time is why it is so dangerous to run around, to live our lives with our spiritual gas tanks on empty, okay? The first thing is this. All you got is all you got. So remember that. What's that mean? Well, you have a certain measure of strength on your own. We all have natural love. We have natural patience. We have, natural amount of, we have a natural amount of happiness, but these things will only get us so far. And I believe in life we will encounter situations to where we need more than what we have naturally. And that's this incredible thing about a relationship with the God that created us. 
We can connect to the power source, and he can give us something that's so much bigger and better than what we naturally have. When you look at your natural love, it's easy when it comes to some of the people in your life. It's easy to love my wife. It's easy to love my kids. It's easy to love people that look like me, walk like me, talk like me. It's easy to give those people my natural love. But occasionally, we're going to run into someone, and we just don't have what we need for them. Think about who it is. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's someone that you just really struggle with maintaining relationship with. Think about who that person is that has betrayed you or hurt you or or, or mistreated you. You think about that person, have them in your mind, and realize that you need a love that is bigger than the love that you have naturally for them. And God has it. When you look at the love of Christ, how could I ever love someone that is, how could I pray for my enemies? How could I love someone that is persecuting me? How could I love someone that has mistreated me? You do that with the love of Christ that is vibrant and new. It's that 1 Corinthians love that keeps no record of right and wrong. It's that love that's new and vibrant every single day. And we have access to that if we connect to the power source, if we go to him. But if not, we will run out so quick and all you have is all you have. Anything meaningful that is related to God's great plan for our life will require more than we have naturally. John 15 says this, remain in me. This is Jesus. This is red letters. And I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So when we look at God's plan and call for our lives, we can do nothing unless we are connected to the vine. You only have what you have. And I believe that it is the grace of God that we will encounter situations that are too big for us. Why would we live life comfortable and coasting? Why do things happen to us that are beyond our control? Why do we encounter people that are hard to love? Why do, we, why do we run into these situations? Because we have a good father that doesn't want us to just coast through this life, but say, hey, you need me. Hey, I have a, an incredible, beautiful story that I am writing in your life, but it is going to require that you come to me. Because apart from me, you can produce nothing. I was thinking about some of these important times when all you have is all you have. And I have uh, one of my brothers... Um, we have kind of a daylight and dark reputation. Like he is like a poet with all the worst four-letter words, um, just a little rougher around the edges. Um, but he is uh, he's, he's strong and he's honorable. But I have prayed for him for years. I'm like, God, open a door to where I can, I can, I can share with him. God, soften his heart. Save his life. Um, God, I love him. Uh, I ask that if he is lost, that he would find his way home. I ask that you would move on his behalf. I've prayed for him for years. And recently, he came to my office, and um, like normal uh, like interaction with him, but then he closed the door, and I was like, whoa, he hasn't beat me up for years. <laughs> like, what's happening? Like, so he closed the door, and his posture changed, and he sat down, and this alpha male that I've known my whole life, he kind of slumped into the chair, and he's like, hey, man, like, I am experiencing debilitating anxiety. Like, my life is good. My marriage is good. Work is fine. My kids are healthy, and I can't breathe. I don't know where to go or what to do. 
tell me about your faith. Tell me about who Jesus is to you. And the problem with this story is I asked God for this for years. And it came in a moment, in a place in time where I was barely keeping my head above the water. It was when I was having drive-by quiet time. It was when I was on the struggle bus for days, weeks, and maybe even into months. And I'm like, God, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I'm, I'm trying to be the dad I'm supposed to be. I'm trying to be the husband I'm supposed to be. But I am, I'm running out of gas, and I don't know what to do. And this thing that I had asked him for for years was placed right in front of me. And all I had was all I had. I asked. He answered. And you're going to run into these things. If you ask for God to move in someone's life, the thing about it is he's a good father and he hears you. If you ask for him to open a window of opportunity for you, he will open the window. If you ask God to move, he moves. That's the thing about him. But if we are running on empty, if we are barely surviving, and we allow a day to turn into a week and a week to turn into a month, and we stay there for a season, before you know it, the thing you wanted is right in front of you. God, send them to me. Let me share. And here's the crazy thing. God's God and he moves anyway. He can download what you need in a moment. But I'm telling you, what I needed was to have connected with him that morning. I needed to download a word, not yesterday's manna. I needed something right now that wasn't just for me, but it's for someone that I love greatly. I needed God in that moment. I needed a word from him. I needed a love that was greater than my own. I needed to be able to just be this link in between a God who loves this man. I needed to do this. And all I had was all I had. So I shared with him what I could in that moment. I said, you know, God's done some great things in my life. And I go to a good church. You should go to church. And I'm talking about a space where God wanted me to be able to just put my hand on his shoulder and flow through me into him, to have prayer, to be a part of a moment that God had ordained in his timeline. And I wasn't ready. All you have is all you have. That's why you need to go to him in the morning and tell him, God, I, I need you. God, I only have this amount of natural love. I can only forgive people for these set things. But, God, your, your grace and your mercy is, 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 is something that is beyond my comprehension. I need to be able to give this to the people around me. God, I'll misrepresent you. I'll mistreat people without you. Aaron is sarcastic and short and frustrated, but you are loving and kind, gentle and patient. You see things that I don't see. I need you. We need more than what we have naturally. And God is ready to give it to you if you will only ask. The next thing is this. You live and die by your circumstances. Sometimes it's hard to tell that your tank is empty when it's so full of other things. And this is fine until it's not fine. The kids are doing great in the travel sports, and, I'm, you know, everything's good at work, and everything's, everything's going well, and then it's not. I'm just telling you, I believe that the abundant life transcends circumstances. I believe he said in John 10.10, there's a thief, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Get ready for that. 
He hates you. He hates your children. He hates your relationships. He hates your relationship with the Father. He wants to steal your future. He wants to kill any good thing that is happening in your life. But Jesus said, I came that you would have life and life abundant. This, is, this abundant life is bigger than our circumstances. And I'm bound to determine that the fruit of God's spirit in people's life is most evident in the worst conditions. Bro, how do you have peace right now? Everything around you is chaos and falling apart. How are you just good? I came to encourage you in the middle of your morning, and you're encouraging me. How do you love these people that have treated you this way? How did you just let that go? It's the fruit of God's spirit, and you see it when the circumstances are bad, when everything is falling apart. Think about the gas example again. You think you have 20 miles till empty, but you have no idea the storm that is on the horizon. You have no idea what is coming next, and you will absolutely fall apart based on these circumstances if you don't have something a little better. Man, how, how, how would our lives be that right in the middle of, of the earth shaking, in the middle of tragedy, if we had this beautiful, abundant life that was promised to us? That it wasn't determined by what was happening in the world around us. John 16, I think it says, you're going to go through things. Trials and tribulations, it's coming. But it could be beautiful right in the middle. I've looked and determined that I'm not ready for the storm sometimes. I'm not ready for tragedy. I'm not rooted in, 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 in just this deep connection with the vine. Well, then we'll live and we'll die by our circumstances. We don't have to walk around this way. We don't have to walk around depleted and overwhelmed. And if things are going bad, I want to remind you about Matthew 11. When Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. This is a daily invitation to come to him. Come to him when you're empty. Come to him when you're depleted. You don't have to walk around this way. And as a matter of fact, maybe you can't afford it. We simply don't know what's coming. And we can't live and die by the good and bad things that happen in our lives. God has something greater for us. It's more incredible and it's more beautiful. And I just, I don't want to be afraid of the bad days. I don't want to be afraid. It doesn't matter really what your doctor says. God can change that anyway. But the abundant life is not measured in, in quantity. How long it is. It's right now. And this could be beautiful. We don't live and die by our circumstances. And the last thing is this, and perhaps the most important, you aren't mission ready. Why are you here? Why are we here? Here it is. Mark 16, 15, this is a version of the Great Commission, and he told them, go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. He says, hey, take the gospel into the world around you. The most important thing that we do while we were created, and I'm thankful for abundant life in the middle of this, but this is to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. It's to seek and save that which was lost. It is to take the, the light of Christ into this dark, broken, hurting world that is our primary function that's why we're here. How long do you have to start walking in God's plan for your life? 
You can't do it with an empty tank. You can't do it when you're running on fumes. We're coming out of this bodybuilding series, and kind of the crazy thing that I took away from that is um, my calling and your calling is interconnected. Now, maybe the hand, you may be the foot, but, uh, you know, we have this like purpose. We have this common goal. We have the same mission. We have to get on the same page. And if I am running on empty, I am somehow holding you back. This is important. We're not mission ready. We don't know uh, when and where God has called us to because we're barely keeping our head above the water. And this is so important. It is our design. We are to move forward for an eternal kingdom. We are to move forward for the kingdom of God. But we can't do it on empty. It's his grace and his spirit inside of us that prepares us and enables us to answer this call. It's when we're connected to the vine, and it's when he downloads his love into our heart that we'll stop our car in traffic and pray for the person that's standing beside the road. It's when we'll stop a busy day and send a text to someone that feels forgotten about and is struggling with depression. God wanted to reach them through you. And when you're connected to the vine, he gets you ready for your mission. It's the love and the grace and the spirit of God that lights up the path in front of us. Other than that, you can be good people and you could come to church and not be mission ready. We are designed for a very unique and specific purpose and that's to reach the world around us that's the mission and I I, I, I I think that we we simply miss it if we're empty or if we're not ready first Peter 3:15 says instead you must worship Christ as the Lord of your life and if someone asks about your hope as a believer always be ready to explain it be ready get ready be ready I was prepping for this message and Pastor Brandon and I were at lunch and we were talking through it and um, a young lady that goes to the church came up to our table and she asked asked like a, you know, pretty complex question. So I just put more food in my mouth and watched him. I was like, all right, Pastor Brandon, go ahead. (laughs) You know, and, you know, I think he referenced four different passages of scripture. He stopped what he was doing He told her to pray about the context. He told her about praying about the heart and the situation in general. He didn't rush through it. It was right there when he needed it in the moment. You want to know why? Because he was connected to the vine. He had downloaded something from God that may be for him, that may be for someone else, and he was ready. And the call on his life is the same as the call on mine. I don't want to get up here and and have nothing to offer you all. I want to share to you, I want to share with you what really matters. I want to receive a word from the Father that's for you right now. It takes being connected to the vine. You all didn't come in here to listen to me share all I have. I can give you my opinions on things. I can make you laugh, tell you a story. But you need something that, that didn't come from me. You need the word of God. You need him to download the full power of the gospel into your heart. You don't have to walk around this way. You need more than what you have. You don't have to live and die by your circumstances. You don't have to wander in here on Sundays and ask for $5 on pump four. You can go 
to the source each and every morning. My friend Mark is in here, and when he prays, he calls God Papa. It's just like this, this intimate, this, this, this term between him and his father, and it's close. And you can go to your father each and every day. You can be ready for whatever life throws at you, no matter how long it is, no matter how long the dash between your date of birth and date of death is. Some pretty incredible things can happen right in the middle of those. Don't walk around on empty. Don't walk around depleted. Because I'm here to tell you, the thing that you ask God for, he's going to put right in front of you. His call, his plan for your life, he's ready. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. It can be today. But you have to connect to the vine. You have to go to the source. And he'll make sure that you're ready. All right. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and share. For more content, to connect with us, or if you'd like to support this ministry by giving, visit our website, iheartchurch.online. We love you and have a great day.